Welcome to the Going Merry Podcast, the number one One Piece podcast on the internet. My name is Derek, and I am one of your hosts, and as always, I have my two amazing friends, one of which I'm being a little bit nicer to because she's a little slightly sick today. Amanda, how are you? She's not the sick one. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> she is... Uh... She is sick, just in a different way. Beautiful yeah. transition. I was gonna there. say I am unwell, but not like in that way. No, she's like sick. Like yeah. you're so sick, Amanda. Like rad. Yeah. Rad. I'll take it. Yeah. Whitney, how are you? <laughs> I've, been, I've been better. I've been better. Okay. But, um, happy to be here. That's good. I'm I'm glad that you're happy to be here. So before we get started, I actually have kind of like something funny and doesn't make uh, it has nothing to do with one piece that I wanted to talk about. Doubt so, <laughs> so uh, a couple weeks ago, like my team at work won like a some contest or something like that that my company was putting on. So they gave a the company gave us five hundred dollars to put toward a team building exercise. And so, like, my boss was like, okay, let's all vote on what we want to do. And the thing that won was bowling. Uh, so we are going bowling next week. And I looked up the bowling alley that we're going to because I was like, this address, it it looks familiar. And so I, I looked it up. And sure enough, the movie theater that I used to work at turned into another movie theater but this this new movie theater is also a bowling alley so i was like looking at bowling alley it is and it's an arcade um so i was like looking up pictures of of this movie theater and i was like and my buddy alex that i work with was was like standing over me and we're looking at pictures and i was like this is insane. I never would have thought that place would look like this. And I was like, you see this little spot right here on the floor? And he's like, yeah. I was like, that's where I stood every day for like 10 hours a day. <laughs> Can I say what I thought I was, you were going to say? No, yeah. Go. What did you, th- what did you, you gonna think say- was going to happen on that spot, Whitney? I thought you were going to say this spot right there. I peed there one time. <laughs> you know, I could have. I was, I had plenty of nights where i was there until like three four o'clock in the morning by myself you know doing paperwork and shit like that um like i used to go in the theaters and we would like hook up the xbox and play call of duty in the theaters um i did that i thought you were just gonna say hook up no we didn't yeah me too i was like that that sentence is ending (laughs) 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 um but like one of the theaters uh has like an indoor play area for kids so there's like seats for the adults and then like a playground for kids and it's got like a slide down the side so the kids can play while you're watching a movie um i that sounds like pure. it sounds like pure chaos um i mean they're still in the theater with you it's just there's a slide there oh i see um, That's so fucking noisy, though. I know. Like, I can't imagine that that would be a uh, a quiet movie to watch. But I no, guess if everybody that goes in there has screaming. kids, yeah, that would kill me. Um, but Alex was like looking at me. He's like, "Whenever we go, you're just gonna be walking around checking out the floor pattern and everything, and like wanting to see what all the changes are." I was like, "You're damn right, I am." <laughs> oh God. So yeah, I, that's that's gonna Alex, be me next week. <laughs> I hate company. 
bowling outings. That's like my worst. Like, I don't like bowling because I'm not good at it. If that tells you anything about what kind of person I am. (laughs) But uh, doing it like with your work colleagues is even worse because like, I don't spend any time with people. I work from home and my people like that I work with are spread out across like different states and all this other stuff. So I don't see them often. And if we ever do something like that, it's just so embarrassing because you're like if you're like me and you're bad at bowling you're just like epic failing every time you do it in front of 20 people that you never see Mm -hmm. and it's just the worst i'm like great here we go watch me pick up this stupid ball and (laughs) fling it down a thing and not hit anything (laughs) if i had to if i had to pick like a random special talent it would be bowling one game (laughs) the first game I bowl every time I go bowling I can get around I can score usually around 200 like it's a it's a damn good game but then if I try to blow if I even try to bowl a second game I'm lucky to break 80 like I can't hit shit I can bowl one game (laughs) and then after that I'm god awful like I'm lucky to get the ball down the lane it's so weird and I I've tried so hard to break that but no, I can't do it. I could bowl one game. Um, it's like the past few times I've gone with like, the past few times have mostly been for like work things, like Christmas parties and stuff like that. And like, I'll bowl one game and everyone's like, wow, Derek, you're so good at that. Hey, let's play another game. And I'm like, hey, no, <laughs> no, we're just going to, we're just going to leave you with the thought that I'm good at this. And <laughs> I want you to remember me like this, please. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um actually that was the last Christmas party that I went to at the last place I worked. So who knows? Maybe there is someone that does remember me just by my bowling skill for the single game that I bowled. They're like, we want Derek on our team. We're gonna do three <laughs> rounds. And then you're like, Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, can I just drink in the corner and nobody bother me? <laughs> I will bowl one game and then we are just going to take half my game that I'm going to bowl and we're going to make it my score for the other half and we'll call it good because I won't hit that. (laughs) I used to be on a team bowling league. I did too. When I was in middle school, I bowled on a team and it was so much fun. It was. I like to bowl. I don't think I'm very good at it now, but it's been so long. I don't really know. It'd be hard for me to guess what I can make but like I had my own bowling ball like Mm. I learned how to like put a spin on it and my parents were big bowlers and then um I took it in community college as a PE class okay (laughs) so it's pretty fun that is fun better than than, uh I don't know other exercise that I don't enjoy (laughs) (laughs) I get that but bowling is like a you know it's it doesn't necessarily take a you know, a ton of effort for those non-sports people, you know. No, but it does, like, it it, it does have quite a bit of technique. Like, it's, it does. it's a lot it, more complicated yeah. than it looks. <laughs> it, it definitely does. That's for sure. Just watch um, The Big Lebowski. You guys will get it. <laughs> so now that we're done talking about my work retreat, that I'm going to kick everybody's ass at bowling in one game. Um, We watched One Piece this week. We watched episodes 106 to 110. Uh, so right now, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. The uh, the cliffhanger that we had at the end, mm-hmm. I was 
really hoping that was going to be the cliffhanger whenever we got to this arc, and I was so fucking pleased. <laughs> I did not mean to do that on purpose, but I was like, yes, that's what's that up. That was anyway. a good, because I was like, man, come on. I like I didn't really quite have time to continue watching, but I was like... <laughs> Yeah, this is like dire circumstances. I don't, um, I mean, of course I'm not worried, worried, but, um, how, how are we gonna move on from here? I'm I'm pretty interested to see, like, I don't feel like anything else we've seen has been as high stakes as this ending that we Mm -hmm. saw. Mm -hmm. I could agree with that. I could be wrong, but. Yeah, no, I think so too. That whole episode was like wild. I think Mm -hmm. a little bit towards the beginning, I was a little bit less entertained um mm-hmm. I, I literally fell asleep watching episode 106 and i had to watch it again because i was like because eh, i woke up like right at the end of it and then i was like mm-hmm. do i really have to go back and watch this can i just read the wikipedia summary and i did look <laughs> at it and it didn't make any sense i was like fuck i gotta go watch this again. you know the recaps have been insanely detailed every episode i don't know why they started doing that all of a sudden mm-hmm. but it's like they show the map and it's like so let me tell you for five minutes what you just watched yeah because like one of them when i skipped over credits and stuff and all of that it was like three and a half minutes had passed i was like oh my god mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, okay that's why i've been saying an act like not not to you specifically i'm just normally i tell people an episode of one piece is actually about 17 minutes long because you get the two and a half minutes of opening credits and then a couple minutes of your recap. And then you've got like two and a half to three minutes of your closing credits. Like the actual episode is, you know, like I said, 16, 17 minutes long. It's not even 20 minutes. If you skip all that crap, you're going to you fly through these episodes. Yeah, I mean, I watched them all last night at like 9 p.m. So <laughs> that explains why I fell asleep. <laughs> but then I don't sleep until like two. So I don't know. I yeah I uh, I don't know I usually go to bed pretty early kind of usually. Derek was about to wake up at two. I know. Right? <laughs> I think it's because I had I had like a big bowl of pasta and then I sat down and tried oh, to watch yeah. it. <laughs> that'll knock it out. That, yeah. that'd, that'd do it. Whitney, what do you think of these episodes overall? I, I Amanda can talk to you. I just I feel like Amanda kind of already went over. Yeah, shut up, Amanda. God. Um, (laughs) No, um, I like these more than last week's. Um, I I felt like the story moved a lot faster. There were some parts of it where I was like, all right, let's go, let's go, let's go. But um, I think overall for the five episodes, we we got a lot of action. There were a lot of like triumphant parts for me, especially like with Sanji and Chopper. I was really excited about that whole thing. I like a good plan too. So I like, I think the, the full, um, unveiling, I guess you could say of crocodile's plan, um, kind of, it makes a lot of sense. It was a good plan. It's a terrible, terrifying plan, but it was a good plan. Um, so it was kind of cool to see that start to work out, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I thought there were a lot of good quotes, a lot of funny dialogue, and, you know, the ending, of course, was crazy. I I mean, obviously, we're on episode 110. So <laughs> it's obviously not over for Luffy, but going to be interesting to see how he gets out of this one, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I absolutely loved these episodes. Um, there were so many moments where 
Like I just I really loved the tension in the scenes. Like even the the scene with Miss All Sunday and Pell in the first episode was I, I really enjoyed and kind of the whole interaction and meeting of Luffy and Crocodile and Crocodile breaking everything down and the the scenes with Mr. Two and Koza, uh all that shit. Um and then of course we get Sanji coming in later. Um, and the and the banana gators and and then you know like we talked about the scene with the scene with Luffy at the end and that whole last episode like I, I was really really enjoying everything that was going on in these episodes so I was definitely excited for for this week's uh, episodes uh, y'all ready to jump into one hundred six? Mm-hmm. Yes, and I love the way you say banana gators. Banana gators. You said it so much more country than I sound. <laughs> Nanner Gators. Banana Gators. <laughs> that whole dialogue surrounding the Banana Gators took me out in a good way. That was so <laughs> funny. <laughs> I loved every minute of it. I did too. <laughs> uh, the Straw Hats minus Chopper, Vivi, and Sanji barge into the casino looking for a crocodile. Smoker follows them inside as well. Miss All Sunday steps in and has the staff invite the crew and Smoker into the VIP lounge. After entering, they immediately plummet into a cell made of sea prism stone, a mineral that affects devil fruit users the same way falling into the ocean does. They lose all energy and strength when they come in contact with this special metal. Sitting outside the cell, Crocodile introduces himself to the crew. Outside, Vivi holds off millions from Baroque works, and just as it seems she's about to be overwhelmed, Pell steps in and save her. Miss er, Vivi is finally safe, but it is short-lived as Miss All Sunday arrives. It's a very short-lived duel with Pell. Miss All Sunday reveals her powers to be uh, from the flower flower fruit. She has the ability to grow part of her body anywhere within her line of sight. As Nami and Crocodile have a battle of words, Miss All Sunday escorts Vivi escorts Vivi into the room. She makes a quick slash at Crocodile, but it's finally revealed that Crocodile ate the sand sand fruit. As the clock strikes noon, it is time to begin Crocodile's Operation Utopia. So right away in this first episode we're reviewing here, we get three different people's powers review, uh, revealed with Pell, Miss All Sunday, and Crocodile. We find out their fruits and exactly for the most part, what they do. So, Amanda, let's start with you. What uh, did you think of this episode? Um, I am glad that I woke my ass up and went back and watched it because there was a lot of important stuff that happened in this one. Um, <laughs> like you just said, we found out all those people's fruits. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't... I mean, we, we saw Pell like, briefly in the last couple of episodes, um, kind of alongside the king, I think, right? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. But beyond that, we didn't really have too much uh story about him so i wasn't really expecting him to have any kind of fruit but that was interesting when he just suddenly turned into a bird um (laughs) and then later like they zoom in on his face and you can see the like the purple markings around his eyes look like a like a bird's head sideways it's like the shape of a like a falcon or something like that yeah Um, i didn't notice that yeah so i mean that's like a cool that's like kind of an anamorphs power um but then contrary to that i don't know why i found this so gross 
but miss all sunday's limb growing power is so <laughs> gross like it was so it gross. Just, like, like you can just that up. arms out of like imagine if you just had spontaneous like arms or legs just coming out of your body that's so Ugh. gross i don't know <laughs> just like freaked me out so much i'm curious um, how they do that in the live action oh <clears throat> i don't know that'll be really creepy to watch i'm sure mm. Um, but yeah, I, my notes does it are hurt? Like, oh, you know, yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know. Her? I mean, I don't think it does. Not like, her, but like... No, not her. Like, oh, if she, but... like, sprouts an arm out of someone else, Yeah, like, what hurt? does that feel like? That's I, so, I don't know. Ugh. I don't know. <laughs> like, my notes literally say, ew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <That's her. laughs> like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> um, and then we got confirmation on crocodiles power which i think whitney you said that last week right that it was sand i think, I think. she said dry dry fruit oh, yes. yeah i don't know what i said but i thought that he was like i did predict that he was causing the sandstorms though and like mm-hmm. drying out the land yeah um i don't remember if i thought he was made of sand but i mean i f- feel like we all kind of knew he was made of sand because that's seemed like i don't know it seemed kind of obvious to me mm-hmm. you both have like because I've I've been paying attention and like when you have discussed crocodile's power just to see if anybody would mention it, and both of you have gotten so close without actually saying it. Like I think last week, uh, I think it was Whitney mentioned that uh, it was the dry dry fruit and it probably just tastes like sand, and I was like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And then whenever we first saw his powers back in Little Garden, when Sanji was on the phone with him, I think Amanda said oh, estimated it was the dust dust fruit, which is also pretty oh, close. Yeah. Uh, it's dusty. <laughs> yeah. Um, God, I'm glad you remember that. I don't remember that at all. You know, like I, I said, I, it stood out to me because of how close it was. <laughs> That's kind of fun. Huh. Um, but yeah, so we see that he's got, like, he can do stuff with the sand he can make people into mummies by sucking all the moisture out of their bodies which is also gross yeah Um, and then our main gang gets captured and then that i forget exactly what it is now but that metal that kind of hinders devil fruit users that's Mm -hmm. a really interesting element to introduce that's like another way to um i guess kind of work against these people besides Mm -hmm. just the ocean so like Mm -hmm. you know if you're somewhere where you're like trying to fight somebody and then you obviously can't always just toss them into the sea having something like that is kind of a a good like story element to bring in another way to to put conflict into the Mm -hmm. action and all that stuff so that was kind of cool Um, yeah and then like smoker mentioned that the end of his rod was yeah (laughs) on there too It just, it helps make it a little more interesting than just throwing them in the ocean, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, it was cool. And it explains, like, how you're able to keep these people, like, in cells and shit like that. Like, in prisons and stuff, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, how the Marines like, do it. Yeah, like, other stories where there's, like, a kryptonite kind of a thing or, like, a, um, like, uh, handcuffs or something that, like, hinders powers or you know like i forget what exactly that's from but if you you know if you've like captured somebody who's got powers and you put like a collar on them or something like that and it like totally cuts out all that so they don't they're not Mm -hmm. able to get free yeah like a kryptonite bullet or something 
that can't be stopped by Superman. Like it's just yeah. a little different, but utilizing the same material. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whitney, what about you? What did you think of this episode? <laughs> um, I just have like super random weird notes. So just stick with me. <laughs> I, I feel um, like I know one of them, but go ahead. Okay. Um, I thought it was funny when um, the guys were chasing Luffy and Zoro and they were like shooting at him. And Zoro just says, these guys are annoying. And I'm like, that's a little more than annoying to me. But then he just slashes through them. So I guess that is kind of just annoying for him. Um, I thought Usopp had kind of some funny lines these few episodes, even though he did absolutely nothing again. Um, he calls Smoker a refugee from an ashtray. <laughs> Such a yep, weird I, I have that one wrote down as well and I loved it yeah. <laughs> um, when they went into the casino I thought it was so weird to be like out in the desert and it's so like vast and like there's nothing there very few people there's no like buildings and stuff and then you go in this casino where people are like living it up with no issues I just thought that was so crazy that such a place exists in this country um, and then they go to this trap area and Luffy says, what's a VIP anyway? Um, talk about the VIPs. Um, I'm really glad Tashigi was not in this episode very much. Um, and she's really stupid. I think somebody makes a comment about how she's not the brightest bulb or something Sanji like that. Sanji says it. Yeah. Is it Sanji? That's right. Yeah. I feel like but... Whitney's all ready to give Sanji the MVPs just for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, it made me laugh. I wrote that Tashigi is the Velma of the show. I do too. Tashigi. Could you get her glasses? That would be so <laughs> funny if Tashigi was voiced by the same person that voices Velma. Well, that'd be funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, I figured when they got locked up with Smoker that, because he's, you know, Smoker obviously just sees Luffy as a pirate and nothing else so I was, I was hoping that by the end of this he was going to figure out well Luffy's not on the bad side of things like he's trying to hurt the bad guy also mm -hmm. and it's very evident that even though Crocodile is a sanctioned pirate he's a warlord Smoker doesn't really trust him because I think Crocodile even says that later like you never trusted me like your other fellow Marines so I was really hoping that Smoker would like give it up and stop chasing Luffy after this whole situation. So um, we talked about the flower, flower, fruit, just ugh. Um, the uh, Nami yelling again. I didn't miss this side of her. She just stands there and yells. She doesn't really like do much. Like she does more than Usopp when she has like ideas of things they can do, but like, otherwise she's just chastising everybody all the time. Um, and again, I think I mentioned this about crocodile before. I just, I know he's a bad guy, but I love the way he speaks. Mm -hmm. He has really good, um, well-written dialogue. He said when he was talking about his operation utopia here, he said, all people will be sucked into darkness, writhing in agony. Like that is so scary. Um, and he, he's not just super serious like Kuro was. He shows like quite a bit of joy and satisfaction when he's thinking about his plans. So, um, he might be kind of overcoming 
Kuro from like my favorite villain as far as threatening villain. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Or Absolutely. like most not psychopathic, but like deranged in a way. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with that. Um, so one thing I caught was, and I will post this picture on Twitter, there was a scene with Crocodile talking to the crew in the cell, and they forgot to put his stitches on his face. Ooh. Um, so I noticed that, and then right in the next in the next uh, like shot of his face, they they were right back on, but in the in that one split second, they weren't there. Um, so, and then let's see, Pell coming in with the bird, bird fruit model Falcon. Uh, I thought this is one of the very few moments where uh, Oda failed in his continuity because Pell mentioned that it's one of just five fruits with the ability of flight. There are definitely more than five. Like, I think he just Oh, yeah. got very I had a creative. note for that. I was going to ask about that <laughs> because that seems like not a lot. no, no. Yeah, he definitely, I think as the show kept going, he was like, oh, I'm going to make this. This will be cool. And and yeah, of course, they'll be able to fly. Like, stuff like that. I feel Um, like that's easily explainable, though, because you can just be like, well, they hadn't discovered this um, devil fruit yet. So they only knew of five, maybe. Yeah, I, I mean, and like maybe there's ways around it um, to where, so like one, for instance, there's a, a dragon and like a, a dragon fruit and uh, are they flying or are they making flame clouds and just grabbing onto them so they can stay in the air? So is that technically flight? Like <laughs> I consider it flight, but... Maybe there's a, like, because of the fact he's not flying, he's just making clouds and holding himself in the air, you know? It's like, I, I don't know. So maybe there would be a way to word their word his way through them, but I, I definitely think there's more than five for sure. Um, Miss All Sunday's use of powers, I really liked it. I uh thought it was pretty cool how she, I don't... I don't exactly know what she did to Vivi if she like actually It looked like punched she stabbed her. her with her hand. It did. Like, I don't know if she just punched her in the gut or what, but she made the hand come out of Vivi's back and Yeah. it got a massive reaction out of Pell. And I thought that was really funny. Like, I thought that was very clever of her to do just to get, get the reaction out of Pell. Um... I thought she was dead <laughs> for a minute. Like, I really did. <laughs> Yeah, I, when she did it, I was like, I don't fucking remember this shit. Oh, <laughs> um, and I remembered this fight with her and Pell, but I forgot how much of an ass whooping it was. Like, it wasn't even close. Like, she did not struggle taking Pell out at all. Um, and then when she finally, because she like wraps her hands like around his neck and his legs and his and his. wings and it's just like completely bends him in half and has to have absolutely shattered his spine and then just whenever she says clutch and it's like fuck like it, it just it made me cringe okay like it hurt to watch it <laughs> um
she clutched me anytime. So we've already kind of talked <laughs> about her. <laughs> uh, we've already kind of talked about her powers a little bit. I know both of you think it's extremely gross. And yeah, I like, <laughs> I can't necessarily disagree with that. Like hands just growing out of you in random spots. Um, It just seems so invasive and like <laughs> against someone's consent. Like. I mean, I can it's agree with so that. so much worse than just hitting someone. I don't know why. <laughs> so, with now that we've kind of seen what she can do, it makes more sense when we met her back in Whiskey Peak, how she was able to disarm the entire crew all at once, uh, right off the bat. Um, so now my question is, uh, question for you is, We've seen her powers. We know how good she is at using them. And if she can just grow hands out of someone and snap their neck instantly, who on the crew is going to fight her? Who can stand out to her? I mean, because Luffy is the only one that her powers would not affect because he's made of rubber. She can't snap his neck. (laughs) Yeah. She could like hold him really tightly though right maybe or yeah, like keep him from like doing it. stuff she probably could yeah can maybe zora could cut all the arms off as they <laughs> as they grow and, i don't know but she said they're she... limitless right yeah like there's no limit Mm-hmm. i don't know <laughs> the high, they're gonna have to work as a team i don't know but let me tell you something about miss flowery girl um <laughs> i think I think she's a double crosser. You think so? Why do you say that? Well, do you want me to wait until the episode that really? I I have like a. (gasps) Do you? Okay. Okay, Maybe it's the the last episode. Okay. Maybe I can't remember if it's the last one or next to last, but yeah, I'll wait. But yeah, I don't think she's for crocodile. I think she's in it to. I don't know. I I don't know what her motivation is, but I didn't think it until the very last episode. So I don't know if that is different from why you think that Whitney, but like, I didn't have any inclination that she might be switching sides or well, crossing him. We, or... Do you remember when we first met her and she was like, mm-hmm. kind of, I can't remember what she did, oh, but it made yeah, me yeah. think like, maybe she's not bad. She kind of, she didn't, she let them get away. Mm-hmm. That's right. She let him go. And I was and like, she tried to help them get to Alabasta faster. Mm-hmm. She did, but they were like, mm, yeah, we're not but... falling for your tricks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think she's got, now whether or not she wants to help them, I don't know, but I definitely think she's going behind Crocodile's back. I just don't know why. So, okay. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted. No, 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 you're good. Um, I, I, I love I love hearing the uh, theories and shit like that. Um, Something else I love is when Luffy imitates members of the crew because <laughs> there I think right after the Pell scene it like flashes back to them in the cell and like Luffy has like the curly eyebrow and he's like oh, yeah. look I'm Sanji <laughs> okay which one of you ate the meat <laughs> oh yeah and then Nami yells at them again oh yes because yeah, he had a good this- point you. He was yeah. like, what else are we going to do? We're stuck here. 
Um, it, those moments are so rare when he does that, but they're always so fucking funny. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. And then we finally get the reveal of Crocodile's fruit and then building toward the full range of abilities that he possesses with the Sand Sand fruit, um, which we'll kind of get into that more. You know, I'm sure we'll be talking about that more later as well. And you guys have both already talked about it quite a bit. Um, there was one quote in this episode that I had to write down because it was something with uh that luffy said and i was like damn it that's so me <laughs> it was like he said it in the exact tone of voice and accent and everything exactly the way i would say it and and i have said it multiple times um so nami was taught was like yelling at crocodile and she said you better go ahead and enjoy yourself while you've still got the time mister when these fellas get out of here, they're going to kick your smug butt up and down the Grand Line like a flabby beach ball. Right, Luffy? And then Luffy just screams at the top of his lungs, and he's like, yeah, you better believe it, buddy! <laughs> <laughs> like, I have said that line so many times. Pretty much any time when I'm doing something competitive with one of my friends. If someone's shit-talking, that's what I say to agree with their shit-talking. So whenever Luffy says that, I absolutely bust my ass laughing just because it reminds me reminds me so much of me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when are you coughing? Are you okay? Do you need yeah, do you need toughen? Tussin? No, I was laughing. I was laughing okay. at you. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else on this episode before we move on to 107? Nope. No. Alrighty. In a flashback, Koza struggles with the internal conflict caused by the long drought that they have faced. While he is still unsure if this is caused by the king using dance powder, he just knows that if Yuba is to survive, something must be done. He begs the king just for a little dance powder that they can use, but Cobra declines, knowing that while it may be a quick fix for now, it will cause more turmoil in the long run. Back in the capital, royal guards panic as the king has disappeared. Across the desert, the king Rai arrives in Nanohana and confronts some of his people. Cobra admits to the people that he has been using dance powder for years, and he was the one that brought this drought upon Nanohana. When a commoner stands up to the king, Cobra begins to threaten the civilians for their backlash to cover up a rain dance in rain dance incident from the past cobra orders the destruction of nanohana and everyone there until koza steps in as koza yells at the king explaining the situation one of the royal guards pulls the trigger and shoots koza as he lies on the ground chaos unfolds and a massive pirate ship with mr one and miss Doublefinger falls on the town and destroys half of it instantly as the destruction continues the king steps away and it is revealed that it is actually mr two the rebel army prepares to head straight for the capital to retaliate and end the standoff. While they were short on weapons, the ship that Mr. One and Miss Doublefinger brought in just happened to be an armory ship. So before I unleash both of you uh, to discuss this episode, I'm just curious, how far 
into this scene did you realize it was Mr. Two? It took Pretty me a little early. bit. Is <laughs> <laughs> that uh, so pretty early? I okay. said pretty early. Um, when he starts to say that he stole the dance powder or whatever, mm-hmm. I was like, mm, I don't think so. Um, and then he said that they had to get rid of the whole city. I was like, yeah, definitely not. Definitely not him. And then he kicks the kid. Um, mm-hmm. I think the first because I was like paying attention to it, n- knowing he was Mister Two. I was like, "Where, where's the first time that I think he really kind of slips up?" And there was one point pretty early where he stutters and he calls himself a queen instead of a king. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, like, he did, like, didn't he? What are you talking about there, sir. That he did. did. <laughs> Yeah, I thought for some reason I was like, is he talking about his daughter? Like what? (laughs) Yep, I thought that was pretty funny when I when I was like really paying attention to every word he said. I was like, oh, he called himself a queen. (laughs) Uh, So Whitney, we'll start with you. What do you think of this episode? Episode overall? Um, it was really good. I um, it furthered my dislike of Crocodile. He's just basically shit talking to Vivi. And really rubbing it in that because he knows how important her kingdom is to her. And he's just rubbing it in like, you're not going to save them. There's nothing you can do. Um, and he says, that's such an unladylike expression. Gross. Get out of here with that nonsense. I hate that shit. And like, it, it that to me is like that and like, you should smile more or you'd be pretty if you smile. All that shit is the same to me and I hate it so much. It's so demeaning. Yep. Um, but yeah, I was, I typed the King shows up to the rebels and says he stole the country's reign. Why, why is he saying this? And then I wrote, this isn't Cobra, Mr. Two question mark. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> they shot Koza and I was like, is he dead? Like for a second, I thought that was quick. Um, but I thought it would make a pretty good storyline for Vivi to find out her best child friend was dead, but looks like he made it. Mm-hmm. For now, because we haven't really gotten to that big blowout battle just yet. Um, but like I said earlier, I think this is a pretty good plan, making it seem like the king is bad to coerce the rebels into fighting the king's guard or whatever um, and basically destroy each other um, so that Crocodile cannot be blamed in anything. So I think that's a really good plan. I'm not really sure how the pirate ship got to land like that. Was it floating or did it just crash that far above ground? <laughs> I don't know because it felt like it was in the air there for a while. And it's not it like really there did. was a jump to go from sea to land. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I wonder, I don't really know. Is Mr. One just like super strong? I can't remember. What? Was... Oh, okay. Well... <laughs> and miss double finger i don't know if i know her power am i forgetting if no, she has we, one we haven't seen either one of them yet okay so as I far as her powers that could have something to do with it maybe but um and it was so convenient that the ship just happened to have a bunch of weapons on it which i think is just part of that plan um and i love seeing luffy's angry face he's getting angry and angrier at crocodile for what he's doing 
And when he's trying to squeeze his head through the uh, bars of the jail cell, and I think Smoker, maybe he's like, is he stupid? And Zora's like, he's definitely stupid. <laughs> he said something else nice after that, but it would just crack me up. He's definitely stupid. Yeah, I think you said, yeah, but that's also why he's our captain or something yes. like that. Yeah, but Zoro, I just love him. He he doesn't care that <laughs> Luffy's stupid. He, he'll do anything for him. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Amanda, what about you? Um, yeah, so it, it did take me a little bit of time to figure this out that that was not the king. It was probably like when it became super obvious when he was going to destroy the whole town so that they, you know, nobody found out that he was doing that. But I think, I mean, before that, I was kind of wondering, like, I was suspicious when he called himself a queen. And then I was like, well, maybe is he like trying, is he saying all of this stuff and like admitting what he did? just to appease this group of people like is he like they need somebody to blame and so he's taking that on and he's like well you know fine it was me but we'll figure this out and then that quickly became obvious that that was not the case and then he like kicked that child in the face um, <laughs> that poor child <laughs> i think um, that makes sense though like because the real king seems like he would be the kind of guy to like take the fall mm -hmm. for stuff mm -hmm. yeah so, that. Yeah, that was that was kind of my thought process there um yeah and then i totally thought koza was dead <laughs> i was like oh no <laughs> he's gone but <laughs> i think he's okay at least for now um and then yeah it was kind of just like here we go this is the plan it's all unfolding exactly how crocodile wanted it to okay um i i enjoyed this episode i i liked seeing because like I think this is the first time we've seen like crocodiles the main phase of crocodiles plan like actually at work like we've obviously seen the destruction that the sandstorms and stuff like that and other stuff that he like the results of other things that he's done but this is the first time we've actually seen the process that they go through in order to do something like that um and honestly it's like damn missed like Mr. Two is a piece of shit. <laughs> like, just, and it, you know, again, it's Crocodile's plane and he's just following orders. And not that you wouldn't be a piece of shit if you did something like that. But, uh, I mean, it, it was just like some, something that he can do like that so easily and showing no remorse at all. Uh, it was like, it was intense. Um, the uh one of the lines that made me laugh it was like right at the end of the episode and it it made me laugh but at the same time it was like also like if you think about it i was like it's also like kind of scary and sad at the same time and it as the camera is like very wide and like it's an aerial view of the town and the town's on fire and the ship's on fire and everything and you just hear someone talking in there and he says, wait, that's my water. Can you pay for it? And the guy says, not now, you idiot. The town's on fire. Yeah. And like, I thought that was really funny and I laughed at it. But like the more I thought about it, I was like, that's just how dire things are. Yeah. That water yeah. is so precious to these people that one, you're having to 
to really to pay for every single drop. But mm-hmm. two, even in a time like like this, whenever the whole town is on fire, you're still worried about conserving as much water as you can because you don't have access to more. Um, so that that line was funny, but it also kind of hit me at the same time. Um, whenever Cobra or I guess Mister Two was going off and saying all these things. It was interesting to me when Koza stepped in that even as the leader of the rebel army, he's he was in denial of all the claims that the king was making over what he's done to cause the downfall of Alabasta. Not only that, but he keeps interrupting and telling the king, telling the king to shut up. And he's like trying to protect Cobra's reputation with the people as he's admitting all this stuff and like even though koza is obviously trying to change the leadership in alabasta you can kind of still tell by that that he has a lot of respect for the way that the king has has done things in the past and the way he was whenever he was a child um so i I thought that was pretty interesting kind of seeing a little bit of and I don't even want to necessarily say conflict because he seemed very confident and not, he wasn't, Koza was not second guessing himself at all in that scene. But it's like part of it was kind of going against being the opposition to the person that he's talking to, you know? So it was interesting to see that. Um, Crocodile pointed one thing out that really sat with me at the end of the episode. Uh, when both sides are for an all-out war. And the interesting thing about it is that both sides are screaming the same thing. Protect Alabasta. Two sides fighting against each other, even though they have the exact same goal. Both of them just care about their country. And it really shows you how masterfully that crocodile has manipulated the entire situation in this in this country that he's got a whole nation of people that agree and, and still pointing them against each other like it, it's impressive and fucked up <laughs> all at the same time <laughs> uh yeah he's a bad guy i mean i feel like this is um that's what I was saying earlier. Like this plan has kind of cemented the fact in my mind that he's one of the worst dudes. He's not just trying to get money and stuff. He's like ruining countless lives to do whatever he's wanting to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, ready to move on to 108? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crocodile drops the key into the banana gator pit and offers Vivi a choice come with him and miss all Sunday to Alabarna or go after the key and rescue her friends. Not only did a gator eat the key, but they don't know which one it was that ate it to make matters worse. As crocodile and miss all Sunday leave, they allow the room to begin to flood. Not only does Vivi have to get the key, but she has to do it before the room floods and also fills with banana gators. Just as the banana gator is about to eat Vivi, Sanji calls Crocodile over the transponder snail and identifies himself as Mr. Prince. While on the phone, it is 
heard that Sanji gets taken out by an unknown member of Baroque Works. Crocodile and Missile Sunday leave to go find him. Vivi also takes the opportunity to make an escape and try to get to him first. When Crocodile and Missile Sunday step outside, they find the remaining members of Baroque Works unconscious on the ground. Behind them, the bridge collapses, leading back into the casino. Chopper leads Crocodile away as a decoy while Sanji finds Vivi inside and heads back to help the trapped Straw Hats. Um, so I'll, I'll go first on this one. So one thing I had noted here, I want to know how the hell that that massive-ass banana gator ate that key. That key was laying flat on the ground. It's a very normal-sized key. And that big-ass fucking banana gator that's the size of a blue whale (laughs) somehow clenched that fucking key with his lips. He just, (laughs) like, (laughs) sucked it up. He did. I just... Yeah, maybe he's got, like, a... Like a very, I don't want to go, flexible tongue. <laughs> Wait, there you go. Like like how a cat or a dog drinks water, they kind of make a little yeah, they spoon. Like, like a little yeah. You know ladle. What <laughs> but here's the thing. Would the tongue, is the tongue small enough to get under the key? Because I don't think it is. Maybe it's sticky. <laughs> and oh, it just yeah, like, bent, you know. Maybe so. Maybe so. <laughs> I can see you being, being uh, sticky. Uh Luffy and the crew disagreeing on whether it's a banana growing out of a gator or a gator growing out of a banana was so good. Oh, so funny. And it just makes me absolutely love the different view that Luffy has on things. (laughs) And the whole time, he never backs down to the whole time. He just kicked that ugly banana. (laughs) Um, he, He just, he follows it up. And the whole time the crew's just trying to tell him, that's a gator. No, it's a banana. <laughs> uh, and I really liked how attached and defensive that Luffy got over Toto, even being with him such a short amount of time, mm-hmm. knowing that Crocodile is the one repeatedly sending the sand the sandstorms to take out Yuba and take away all of Toto's hard work that he's made day in and day out. And, like, how angry Luffy got listening to that. Like, I, I really, really liked that. Um, Even as... Uh, let's see. So, even as Sanji is talking over the transponder snail to Crocodile again, and Crocodile's trying to figure out that... Or, he's figuring out that there's an extra crew member that's not accounted for. Again, I think it's interesting that still Miss All Sunday is right there and she still does not share the fact that there's another crew member that they didn't account for. She still knows that Sanji's around (laughs) and still does not bring it up. Hmm. Um, See, I didn't realize that, but that furthers my my hunch a little bit. Like, I, I hadn't, I remember on my first watch through, I didn't notice how much like especially with Sanji you know because like I hadn't really thought about it that in depth oh yeah nobody knows that Sanji's still alive and but she's the only one that does and now I'm like paying attention to if she ever even mentions Sanji or how long Sanji is staying unknowing to to Crocodile um 
so yeah, I, I've been like paying attention to that very, very closely over these last few episodes. Um, Amanda, let's start with you. What do you think of 108? Um, I like that we're still using this like running bit of Sanji's communicating with these people over the snail phone. Um, <laughs> and like we're still, they don't know who he is, but he's popping back in that way. Um, and I thought that plan with. I mean, I, they, we didn't see them, like, cooking up the plan, but the, what he and Chopper did to create that diversion and then lead them away and then close off the casino so that nobody else could get out in <laughs> either <laughs> one of those. Um, that was that was a good, clever plan. Um, what else do I have here? I, didn't, I don't, didn't take a lot of notes for this one. I don't really know why, but, um, yes, Banana Gator stuff was all funny. I think maybe when it kind of continues not so much the conversation but it's like okay they, he threw the key in the water and then the gator ate it and then like later on that happens again they like think they have the key and then oh no it's gone again like enough with that just let's <laughs> wrap it up here with the key nonsense <laughs> um but then like i was just picturing banana gator being a banana instead of an alligator <laughs> so, I mean, that was entertaining <laughs> Wendy, what about you? Um, I thought it was really interesting to see Vivi here. I mean, we know that she's logical. We know she's loyal. She cares about her country and these new friends she's made. But she's also super headstrong. She doesn't give up. Um, so she reminds me of Luffy a lot in that way, that she just keeps going no matter how down she is. Mm -hmm. um, and it was really cruel making her choose between her friends or going to save people at the battle which we know she was never going to make it there they were going to stop her from getting there Absolutely. i think but um yeah more banana gator luffy saying look there's an alligator growing out of that banana um go make them spit out the key and then somebody mentions that they eat sea kings that these things are like top predators and that's pretty crazy because oh, sea yeah. kings are gigantic right he mentioned that yeah yeah um another quote from luffy this time he says wow you're really dumb zoro we can't get out because the gator swallowed the key <laughs> i mean like that wasn't obvious to everybody <laughs> yeah i have um, that road down too <laughs> but here is where Cro crocodile reveals that he caused the sandstorms mm -hmm. uh, and i wrote i knew it um but i thought that was really cool because luffy like you said, is really connected to this old man. And he's, Luffy has a soft spot for, for innocent people, for really good people mm -hmm. like that, even if he just met them. I mean, remember what he did for Shushu? I mean, he loves the innocence. So, um, you get a flashback to Shushu. Yeah. Fucking Shushu. <laughs> um, and he tells when he's angry at Crocodile for this, he says, I'm not, because I think he says, Are you begging? to die or something and he said i'm not begging it's just if i die who else is going to be able to kick your ass um i love angry luffy oh, i, I love that and the look uh, on crocodile's face was perfect when he said that yeah um <laughs> i think it's really funny that they treat sanji as some crazy sophisticated like john wick character <laughs> that's like really to be feared not that sanji is not uh, to be feared, but 
they're like, oh, it's him. And they get like super worried when he calls in. Um, but I love seeing that whole uh, plan start to form. And I was kind of like cheering a little bit in my head, like, yes, Sanji. Cause I was wondering <laughs> where the hell it's Sanji. Um, especially when they go outside and see that all the millions are totally wiped out. Cause when they, they made it seem like he got caught by the millions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I look, I know Mr. Two is a bad guy. I still love him. I love this guy so much. I do too. Um, he's doing his thing and he says, why does a fun person like me have to work with unfun people like you? <laughs> I mean, I feel you, buddy. I feel that every day of my life. Uh, was this the episode where he's like, he's like sitting in the carriage and he changes his face to Mr. One and he's like, you really need to wipe that dull look off my face or something. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. I don't remember which episode it was, but yeah, I didn't write it down, but I, I that was that was really funny. And then like uh, I think it was that same episode, and, and Mister One asked him, he's like, he's like, I don't remember you touching my face, and he's mm-hmm. like, I didn't touch it, I punched it. I punched it. Yeah, <laughs> I would love to have Mister Two's powers. They seem like the most fun. Like you could do so much with that. Mm-hmm. I could get into so many places I'm not supposed to be in. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It'd be like being a scroll. It yeah. would. Yeah, it would. I mean, I would a say... A bit harder, because you have to touch them, right? Yeah, you have to touch yeah. them. Yeah. That's the only drawback, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. And on episode 109, back in the room with the trapped straw hats, Smoker fills Luffy and the crew in on Miss All Sunday. For over 20 years, the world government has had a bounty on her head of over 70 million berries. If she is the kind of person that Crocodile is working with on this operation, it's going to be something that negatively affects the whole world and not just Alabasta. As the room continues to fill, Sanji arrives with Vivi. The Banana Gators are being easily dispatched by Sanji when one of them coughs up Mr. Three. After quickly analyzing what's going on, Mr. Three takes the key and tosses it in the water so the Straw Hats remain trapped. Crocodile and Miss All Sunday head back to stop Mr. Prince when Croc reveals that the key with the Banana Gator is a fake anyway, and that he currently has the real key. Sanji quickly beats Mr. Three's ass and makes him use his wax powers to make a key and let the crew out. When Crocodile gets back to the room and finds the cell empty, his banana gators are down for the count and an unconscious Mr. Three floating on a piece of debris with a note from the Straw Hats. When the crew surfaces out of the lake, Sanji asks Nami to pull out her perfume and put some on. Zoro reveals to Smoker that he saved him on Luffy's orders and it was nothing personal. Smoker decides to let the Straw Hats off this one time, and Luffy and the crew flee toward toward Alabarna. Uh, Whitney, let's start with you. What do you think of this episode? Something that really frustrated me at the, at the beginning, mm-hmm. I didn't understand why Usopp found it so important in that moment that he really needed to get into Luffy's head what a banana gator is. <laughs> like, this was not the time. It just, he really irritated me here. Um this whole set of episodes, which I know it's nothing different than usual, but I just, I couldn't. It's still fair. (laughs) Um, 
I really want to know Miss All Sunday's backstory. 70 million berries, they said, was almost as much as crocodiles. Crocodiles is 80. 80, okay. I was going to say, I couldn't remember how much. So she's she's got a reputation. She's got a history. I want to know what it is. Um, I like that Sanji's reason for kicking the gators around is for having bad man- manners at mealtime. That was very Sanji of him. <laughs> Um, not happy at all to see Mr. Three. Um, probably my least favorite Baroque Works person, except for Miss Valentine, maybe. Um, but when he first came out in a wax ball, I was like, wait, how was he able to do that if he was in the water? But then he says it right after he's like, right before I was swallowed, I used the last of my powers to form this ball around me. So I guess that kind of made sense because I don't think the wax would disappear if it's already made, I guess. I'm trying to talk myself into it here. Um, I like that uh, Sanji knew who he was and he said, how do you know who I am? And Sanji said, well, your hairstyle gave it away because he's got that stupid <laughs> number. <of dreams>. <laughs> <clears throat> this guy sucks so much. Um this is where I kind of, and it's not a big revelation, honestly, because at first I didn't realize that Mr. Three made another key. I thought maybe the the key they had was actually the real one, or I thought that's where it was going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, because when Crocodile tells Miss All Sunday that he has the real key and left the fake key, she looked at him really weird. And I was like, did she switch them? Did she know that? Did she actually leave the real one there so they could get out? But I guess that's not what happened, but that look just kind of, I don't know. I don't, I'm, and I'm sure that's not the same that Amanda was thinking, but I don't know. I just don't trust that she is not double crossing him somehow. Mm-hmm. And then of course they save Smoker, which is what I was kind of hoping would happen because I want him to leave them alone. <laughs> I need that to be over for now. Hmm. I I agree with that. I and I think he that's kind of one of my notes too is that like Smoker especially at the end here and when he realized that Luffy ordered Zoro to to help him. I think he definitely gets a different outlook on Luffy and like like you kind of mentioned earlier, okay, sure, he's still a pirate, but he's not actually going out there and a, a trying to wreak havoc. Like He's not just hurting innocent people just because. And the people that he's going against are also pirates and are possibly worse and doing worse things than he is. So I think, do I think Smoker's going to stop trying to get Luffy? I don't I don't think so. Like, because he still is a pirate. He still is the only person to get past him. And honestly, like, just based on the trajectory that luffy has and the way he acts and we've seen the comparisons to to gold roger already at Logtown. it's like he knows that luffy's something different as an early pirate so i think i think it's still gonna be something that smoker watches closely but yeah i think he does have a new respect for luffy here yeah i think i don't think he's gonna stop but mm-hmm. I think for now, because he does say, like, this is the last time I'll let you go or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he, he can't stop doing his job, but I think he's, like, weighing his priorities here. 
Crocodile or Luffy? Which one does he need to concentrate on the most? So, mm -hmm. uh, Amanda, what about you? What did you think of this episode? Um, I am glad they finally got out of the cage. Um, didn't quite need that part to drag on so long, but that's okay. Um, and I, again, I mean, I think we're all in agreement. We're not super happy to see Mr. Three, but he did prove himself useful at the end. And I don't know if this, like, I, I thought I missed something. And so I rewound it and I guess I didn't, but, um, it seemed like Sanji just beat his ass and then made him do it, but we didn't see that part of it. Like we just saw before, and then we saw Mister Three with like a huge lump on his head, and then he <laughs> yeah. opened up. So it's like it was like a little like? bloodier, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I would have liked to have seen that part of him <laughs> beating this guy up, but that's fine. Um, and Smoker said something that I wrote down, and I don't know if this is just like a throwaway line or if it has to do with his abilities or whatever. But he said that he could hear which gator it was that ate the key because his growl was more distinct than the other ones and i was like okay that's interesting don't know how he did that but maybe file that away for later um and i'm glad that they did let him go or that they, they, they saved him at the end and then in turn he kind of gave it a rest on chasing them down for a little bit mm -hmm. uh, I, I mean i guess i didn't i don't know what, what i expected from him but i did not expect the straw hat crew to just let him drown because they're you know clearly not ruthless in that way but i don't know that we've seen enough of smoker thus far to um kind of predict what he would do in that situation so i'm glad that he's also kind of you know respecting what they did for him there so that kind of gave me a little bit of um garp vibes in the way that he's kind of like okay mm, you know I'll mm -hmm. let you go for now and then we'll kind of resume our mutual mm -hmm. chasing down of each other or whatever it is later on so kind of curious to see what his role is going to be in the next stretch of episodes okay um i enjoyed this episode for the most part uh i chopper really beat some ass in that small little flashback we got at the beginning there mm -hmm. um but something else i thought was funny he still does not have the hiding thing down <laughs> he was oh, like God. trying to hide from miss from crocodile it was like peeking the wrong way still like standing wide out in the open i was like that's okay guy here like if get... he does this like oh they can't see me i'm yeah. covering my eyes <laughs> it's like, very childlike. It's like you'll, yeah. you'll get there you'll figure it out someday <laughs> um like we already kind of talked about, uh, so Crocodile's bounty being frozen at 80 million when he became a war, uh, a warlord. Um, and it's so like, that's the thing is it was 80 million and it, and they stopped raising it there because of the fact that he's a warlord. So that could mean, okay, imagine if he wasn't a warlord, where would his bounty be at now? Cause for all we know, that was 80 million 10 years ago it would probably be a lot higher now. Mm -hmm. um, so with that, and then Miss All Sundays being over 70, that's that's two members of Baroque Works that have uh, a bounty more than double Luffy's. And it, is it technically power scaling? No, but it does show how much mayhem that these two have caused in the past and have been a 
a large part of in their past. So I have a question. Uh-huh. If she has a bounty, does that mean she's also a pirate? Uh, Do you have to be a pirate to have a bounty? Or can you just be a Brewer Quark's agent? You can, I mean, so you can just be a criminal and have a bounty. So like, okay. if you remember back in episode four, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. the there's the mountain bandit that barges into the bar in the flashback with Shanks. And he has a, he mentions that he has a bounty of 8 million. (laughs) Um, Boy. And so like, you know, he's an example of someone that's not a pirate, but also still has a bounty. Okay. I was just wondering. Probably have one because she steals from people. If anybody reported her theft. She technically could. I was just wondering if, that was they were telling us something here i don't know oh yeah no i yeah any anyone that's uh that's a criminal i guess or a, against the world government i guess you would say or against the law would would be able to have a bounty okay um sanji beating mr three's ass that quickly makes me wonder what would have happened on little garden if he wasn't doing jack shit um that arc might have gone a lot faster. <laughs> yeah, we needed you, Sanji. <laughs> and the other thing that, like, I was, like, watching this and I was kind of questioning. So fo- follow me here as I just do some logic thinking. The cell that they're in is made of sea prism stone that stops all devil fruit powers from being used. So how does Mr. Three's key work? Well, that's what I said about him making it for when he got swallowed. He already made the wax. So Mm -hmm. that's the power. I don't know that the wax itself is destroyed by seawater since it's already made. And maybe that's it. Maybe he made the key prior to putting it in the hole. That's what she said. Yeah. That's what uh, I'm thinking too. <laughs> um, but I, I was I was thinking about it. I was like, maybe just the lock isn't sea prism stone, but that feels like a major design flaw for this very reason. <laughs> like, what if Mister Three was in there? He could still just like stick his hand through the bars without touching and use his finger that way. Um, so yeah, if just the lock wasn't sea prism stone, that wouldn't make any sense either. Um, and maybe that's it. Maybe because like I was thinking as soon as the whack touched it with it being devil fruit powers, he would have just gone back to not being devil fruit. So his finger would have like went back to normal inside the lock, but you might be right. Maybe just because of the fact that, uh, his, like it was already made prior to being entered and at that point it's just solid wax maybe it's not going to go back um so i don't know yeah maybe maybe that's it uh so i don't know about you because i know both of you watch dubbed um do because let's see amanda are you watching on netflix yeah okay and whitney's watching on hulu yeah and I'm watching on Crunchyroll. So we've got three different streaming services here. Um, from what I've noticed watching dubs is that 
the of of course the words are in english but one thing they don't do which makes no sense to me is that whenever there's writing in japanese they do not put captions on the screen to tell you what exactly it says right um which obviously if you've dubbed over the language that means we can't read what's there (laughs) i feel like that would be common sense to tell us what the fuck it says but it doesn't (laughs) uh but in subs if you watch subtitles it does it does tell you what the japanese writing it is sometimes i can't think of a particular instance but because i watch it also with subtitles and dubbed because i can't hear anything so Mm -hmm. (laughs) um I think sometimes it might translate it, but it for sure doesn't always. Like, unless it's something that's, like, strictly focused on, then I think it might translate it, but I don't think otherwise that it does. Well, I mean, like, if you watch in Japanese language, but English subtitles. Um, So I decided to, on Crunchyroll, I switched subtitles on, so it switched to the Japanese language to see if it would tell me what that note says. And it did. Oh. Uh, so what Sanji wrote was, catch you later, you damn gator. Signed, <laughs> signed Mr. Prince. <laughs> uh, so I thought that was pretty interesting. I was like, I, I was like, I'm glad I'm glad I looked to see what that note I says. I don't remember if it translated that because I also like don't remember that part. I might have looked away for a minute. <laughs> yeah, he like, uh, after he kicked Mr. Three, he like put the note on him. So it was like taped to his chest or whatever. Um, And that was my last note on this one, because I already mentioned the kind of, uh, we already kind of talked about the note on, on Smoker. Um, Okay, episode 110, y'all ready? Yeah. Cool. Instead of pursuing the straw hats, Smoker orders that the Marines get all nearby units to Alabasta's shores to be ready for what's coming at the result of this rising battle. Chopper waits for the crew on the edge of town with a massive sand crab that will carry them across the desert. As the crew departs from rain base on the crab, Crocodile's hook comes out of nowhere and grabs Vivi. Luffy is able to get Vivi away and leaves back to take on Crocodile while ordering them to continue on to Alabarna without him. While Vivi objects to the idea that they leave Luffy behind, Zoro reminds Vivi that at this point, she is Alabasta's only hope of stopping the Civil War. The lives of the Straw Hats don't matter, or anyone else's. Vivi is the only one that has to make it out of this. Their only job is to make sure that she lives, no matter the cost. Miss All Sunday laughs at Luffy's ballsiness displayed toward Crocodile. Croc threatens to kill her along with Luffy, and she walks away, stating that she that he is welcome to try. Finally, Luffy and Crocodile stand face to face with no bars in between them. Luffy throws his the first punch, but it just goes right through Crocodile since he is made of sand. Hit after hit after hit, Luffy's attacks are doing nothing. His arm gets completely dried out by Crocodile until he t- he takes a drink of water and his arm goes back to normal. Crocodile puts a puts together a sandstorm and sends it straight toward Yuba and Toto. Luffy demands that Crocodile stop the st- Luffy demands that Crocodile stops the storm until everything goes quiet 
when Crocodile impales Luffy. So, this episode is the first time that we've ever seen Luffy lose a fight. And honestly, it wasn't even close. It was a straight ass whooping. <laughs> um, yeah, how, that was bad. How are we feeling about Crocodile now? I don't know how he's going to beat him. That's what I was thinking the whole time. Like, I don't, I can't think of any move that he could do. I got a little hopeful when he tried to eat him, but that didn't even work. That was so funny. <laughs> it was just making me wish that Ace was still there because I feel like fire would be really good against sand because doesn't heated sand turn to glass, maybe? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I wonder if that would work, but he's gone. So I don't know how he's going to get through this. Mm -hmm. Amanda, how, how how are you feeling about Crocodile? About the same. Yeah, I don't know. Um, this, I feel like in most of the fights that we've seen Luffy have with other people that are pretty formidable, I mean, we always get mildly worried, but then we're like, yeah, it'll be fine. But I think the way this was framed like literally like drawn and stuff it felt a little more bleak than those other times because i think sometimes you know we got a little bit of like humor with the moves that luffy does or you know whatever he's goofing around in some fashion so we're not always like this is bad mm -hmm. for sure but this one felt pretty bad and then the way that it was drawn illustrated whatever um when you see him get stabbed that was like a totally different style that we've than we've seen before and it was you know super dramatic and upsetting so i don't know how he will get out of this okay uh i re i really liked that in the last episode it like toward the end sanji tells nami to put the perfume on and yeah, then he just like starts swooning over her and everything just being normal sanji and it's like at the time it's like okay yeah sanji's just being a creep here no, it was to make it easier so Chopper could find them. Yeah, I, I I did forget to say that last episode. I was like, what was that for? And then, oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like that. Back... Sorry, go ahead. go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was just going to say, because like, I remember when they first got to the kingdom and, and he like passed out from the perfume. Mm -hmm. So just like super sensitive, like he can hear really well. He can talk to animals. And so he's got like animal sense of smell like i imagine it's like a dog's or something like super sensitive so that i'm glad that came back because i kind of forgot about it and i was like what was the point of that that was stupid yeah. and now it's not stupid because chopper mm -hmm. is amazing and he's coming in so handy yeah it was just, it, more teamwork to sanji and chopper you know like thinking about that to make it easier for chopper to find them for sure i loved that um I thought it was really ballsy of Luffy, like after he got pulled off the crab or whatever, or, or essentially jumped off the crab, like he's sitting there essentially on his head facing the crew. So he's facing away from Crocodile and Miss All Sunday upside down. And he's just not a care in the world, even though he's got a freaking warlord and their right hand man right next to them. Um, <laughs> I just, I thought that was pretty ballsy of Luffy to just essentially ignore them for five minutes. Um, and then 
Whitney already mentioned it. Luffy trying to eat crocodile was unexpected, but also freaking hilarious. <laughs> it reminded me of that guy that ate everything. Wapple, um, yeah, yeah, yuck. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Has he done this before? <laughs> gross. Uh, it was gross. Uh, and then, of course, the cliffhanger. I already kind of mentioned I was really hoping that somehow we would end up with this being like the stop from week to week. And I was so happy that I that I, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Why? Do you take joy in us being like, what the heck? Yeah, I mean, kind of. <laughs> right. Just a little bit. Anyway, uh, Amanda, we'll go to you. What did you think of this episode? Um, That crab thing looks like the crab from Moana. <laughs> it like, does. Yeah. Have I seen this before? <laughs> it's funny. It's I wonder if weird... that's where they got the inspiration. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, And I forget entirely what that crab was for in that movie, but I was like, I saw this and I Pixar movie. I think he just yeah. stole things. Yeah. yeah. Then I had to Google. I was like, Pixar giant crab, and then I found out what it was. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll save. Uh, I'm not. I won't go in completely in order because I want to talk about this one thing last. But uh, Luffy's arm gets all mummified and gross, and he. I mean, yeah. even he thinks it's gross, of course. But yeah. Then he like takes a sip of water and then gets jacked, and I was like damn if i could get jacked for from taking a sip of water i'd be drinking water all day <laughs> i might actually drink any water <laughs> okay. um i guess i didn't really have much beyond that oh i hope i don't know i don't know what's going to happen to yuba and toto but i hope it's not bad i don't know oh. probably is bad but i don't know we'll see um okay so before miss all sunday exits stage left crocodile calls her nico robin mm-hmm. and then i stood up and was like what i had that same I note know who that is sort of do you know much about her but yeah okay i don't i just thought it was interesting that they revealed her name yeah so i won't say any more than that but i was like i think i rewound that part too because i got I like stood up off the couch and was like huh <laughs> and then i had to play it back and well, make and sure that's what he said doesn't she say like I thought I asked you not to call me that or mm-hmm. something yes. similar. Mm-hmm. So I wonder that should be interesting. <laughs> I'm curious to know what Amanda's thinking. Now <laughs> you both have got it interesting. Like, interesting. <laughs> I know. I've heard the name before and I know generally what her... She has like, importance. Yeah. I don't know her background I don't know like what she ends up doing, but I know she like where she kind of lands. Like with us in the next general, I don't know, span of things. Not like super, super far. I haven't been spoiled for anything like Mm -hmm. way down the line. I just know like who she is. Okay. Okay. Whitney. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, pretty much the same. I don't have a ton of notes just because it was a lot of action and fighting um i like that um crocodile's powers were shown in a lot of different ways like his body can disappear he can use his sand to like mess with luffy he can do sandstorms but he also does a quick sand which was kind of um scary <laughs> i mean i feel like as a kid i thought quicksand was a much worse danger than it was gonna be 
mm-hmm. um, living in, you know, um, mid-Atlantic United States. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he says something about like being able to sense that there's water mm-hmm. in certain parts of the desert, which is interesting. I don't know why that would be, but I'm sure, I mean, it seems like it's useful in some way. Um, the gum gum munch munch <laughs> really shocked me. Um, I said that already, but it just, I was like, his head is huge. Um, it was just very strange. Um, but yeah, I don't know what's going to happen to Luffy here. I mean, I, I know he's going to make it obviously, but how is the question? Um, and again, Crocodile says another really good line. I thought the only thing you are truly qualified for is death. So super good villain, in my opinion. Um, formidable. And also, I think it's funny when the camera angle is from his like lower half and it looks up and it kind of, he narrows, he looks bald because his <laughs> hair is all back and it just made me laugh. I was like, he looks like a thumb. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm not going to be able to stop looking at him like a thumb. Yeah. That's funny because they did that. I forget where, and I was going to mention it, but I forgot where they shot um, like Sanji from below to make him all mysterious. And you could just see like his shirt mm-hmm. collar, but that was like mm-hmm. very effective in making him kind of like a James Bondy figure. But this on the other hand, makes us do look yeah. like a thumb. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a very formidable thumb. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Well, I guess that does it on our uh, on our review of these episodes. It, you know, stuff's uh, stuff's building here. Uh ready to move on to the extra shit? Extra shit. Extra shit. Okay. Uh, any other quotes that uh, we didn't get a chance to say? Okay. No. Pirate pal. Okay, so <clears throat> I was thinking because we haven't seen a lot of pirates lately. Mm-hmm. We're dealing with a lot of Baroque works. We we covered Crocodile last week, so I thought maybe with your blessing for this week, and I don't know how many more weeks, we could maybe do a Baroque works, pal. Works for me. Um, because there's lots of those. Obviously, we know their names, so we you know, I can't make up any fun names, but you know who I picked. It's my favorite man on earth. My favorite, beautiful, pretty princess, Mr. Mr. Two, Mr. Two, Bon Clay. Bon Clay. Yes. I love him. I hope he lives forever. (laughs) Okay. Good old Bon Clay. Uh, Piece of shit. (laughs) I I went with good old Bon Clay. Bon Clay, yeah. <laughs> For kicking a kid? Come on. Yeah, I mean, there was more to that scene than that. Yeah, I think you're right because he even, like, they get mad at him for messing up. I can't remember what he did that gave it, maybe it was kicking the kid that kind of gave him away and they were complaining about him and he's like, so what? I kicked a kid. Big deal. Got it done. He's just <laughs> Like, so full of himself. Like, he's having the most fun out of any one of them. And you can't fault him for that. He absolutely is having more fun than anybody else. That's for sure. I well, know. said, everyone else is unfun. Now, whether that's a good thing or not, because 
he had fun getting the piece of shit award this week. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know that having fun doing that kind of thing is something we should necessarily strive for as a society. He'd probably just be like, I won an award. <laughs> he totally would. He absolutely would. He can um, hang it up next to his crystal ballet shoes that he probably has. Yes. Oh, you know oh, he has a pair of those. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. <laughs> So it feels like that one went pretty unanimous. Um, yeah. MVPs. I kind of want to do a Sanji-Chopper team-up. Okay. Yeah, I said Sanji, but look, Chopper has been coming in clutch for the past couple weeks in his very unique ways, and I love that. I love the team-up. They They did a really good job. Like, almost nothing went wrong when they... Uh, carried out their plan so it was and they're working together so well i just love it Mm -hmm. i mean that that's absolutely very true um i could i could easily see that i went with crocodile i knew you were gonna say that (laughs) i'm gonna go with the villain can you believe it i'm just saying last week you said yeah he's formidable and he probably deserves it with the way he's handling things but you need him to do things that's true and this week he did more just like showing his tactical uh side and his strategical side he did even more this in this week's episodes and he also beat the absolute fuck out of luffy uh (laughs) so he he did more um so I was like, yeah, I I want to I want to give it to Crocodile. <laughs> he did do more to show me who he was, which I do appreciate because I do appreciate that he's a very good villain. Now, but I feel like you you both know, made like... you you both made good points with with Chopper and Sanji. Like that team up, that duo is pretty fucking efficient. Like we'd still be in the fucking jail cell right now. If it wasn't for arguing about bananas, arguing about <laughs> bananas coming out of gators or gators coming out of bananas. I don't know. I just, I, I thought that that moment was so triumphant and I don't get that a whole lot with the anime. Like I do appreciate the anime, but there's not many times where I sit up on the couch and go, yes. Um, and that was one of them. Um, I don't know. Cause you, you, they're so absent for such a long time mm-hmm. in these episodes like before when Sanji was absent and then showed up and changed everything on the snail phone. So uh, this one, they really, they really got the job done. And I, I don't know. I just really like that about the story. I, I can completely agree with that. Yep. Okay. But great villain also. I mean, Mm I'll have to see if I can find a picture of Chopper and Sanji when I post this one next week. But yeah, we can give it to both of them. That works for me. If you can't find one, I will mash one up together. Okay. Nice. <laughs> we got artistic folks here, baby. Yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next week's episodes are 111 through 115. Um, I do want to correct myself because in previous episodes, uh, you know, I don't know if someone, it's been a while since I've mentioned this, so I don't know if like a listener or someone remembers this. I mentioned that at 115 is the start of a 
new opening that is filled with spoilers. Uh, that was incorrect. It's actually one sixteen where that starts. So if you are watching, Wait, what is it now? The, it's filled the, with spoilers. The opening song or whatever. Oh, the song. Yeah. Okay. So next, so at one sixteen, they changed the opening. It's a new song and a you know new uh, little flashes and everything. And the next one that that's starting at one sixteen is filled with some spoilers that we that we will have to hold off on if you don't want spoilers until episode 130 until after you've watched episode 130 that's the end of this arc um yeah so next week's episodes you're good you're spoiler free on the on the intro and then i'll bring this up again next week as well that the that the following week is where you'll want to stop watching the the opening credits if you don't want spoilers and we're just straight five episodes, right? No filler. Correct. This time. Nope. Okay. No filler for the rest of the arc. We are good there. Good. Nice. So, uh, yeah. Episode 111 to 115 next week. And Amanda, Whitney, anything else before we head on out of here? Nope. Okay. If Luffy well, dies, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I feel, I feel like the show would be done if Luffy dies. <laughs> You don't know. I mean, that's true. I well, I mean, I do know. I mean, you do know. <laughs> <laughs> if he gets reincarnated or some crap, I'm gonna be mad. Oh, you hmm. why? I don't know. You know, you it don't depends like, on how well it's done. You don't like Ghost Luffy. Ghost Luffy. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like Ghost, Ghost Luffy would love it. Yeah, he would be so excited. <laughs> like, look what I can do! I can walk through things. <laughs> He would, they would never him. find him and he would, he would like, throw through walls oh my god <laughs> he would be so mad if he couldn't taste meat anymore oh <laughs> that's depressing that, why'd you say that I, speaking of that real quick aside i had a, a moment the other day and i was really hungry but i wanted just meat i was like i need protein or <laughs> <laughs> you just eat it meat yeah i was like staring into my freezer i was like i want meat <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing in there that I could have eaten right away. So, alas. Damn. <laughs> alas. <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening this week. Uh, you can find the show and support us on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok at Going Merry Pod. And you can also support the show by leaving a five star rating on your podcast platform of choice. It, uh, it really helps us. It, it goes a long way and it helps get the ratings up. You know, the the more ratings that a show gets, the more Apple Podcasts and Google and, and Spotify like puts them out there based on searches of, of particular topics. So the ratings definitely make a difference. The reviews definitely make a difference. Even, uh, you know, we would love to hear your feedback. So shoot us some ratings or send us some messages on Twitter or instagram we would absolutely love to hear from you and uh again amanda whitney anything else no all right well we'll <laughs> say <laughs> we'll see you next week all see ya bye, bye.